RadioInfluence.com. Initiate procedure. Okay, the MJ Radio Network. We are go. Now, stand by for the MJ Morning Show. It's the MJ Morning Show Podcast. Welcome, folks. Episode number 27. Little promo, little teaser coming up in just a bit. We're going to get Chloe on. Little Chloe, who just graduated high school. Now, last week's podcast, we played a little snippet. The audio quality sucked because it was just a video recording off a computer screen of the celebrities congratulating my daughter's graduating class. I have the actual video link so we can get some better audio coming up. Fester, how you doing since the last podcast? Fantastic. All right, super. How about you, Froggy? Everything all right? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Busy podcast episode to go here, folks. Uh, again, love the response. Love getting the email from everybody. Email the MJ Morning Show podcast. Email me directly, MJ at MJMorningShow.com. That's MJ at MJMorningShow.com. I've had a busy week on Twitter. In fact, I'll probably go over a couple of my tweets, a couple of interesting tweets. My Twitter feed is at Todd Schnitt. So give me, MJ, a follow, at Todd Schnitt, my real name, at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T on Twitter. And my Instagram, with all kinds of interesting stuff, is at Certified Todd Schnitt. Hey, did any of you guys watch me make the shave ice on my Instagram account last week? Oh, I missed that. Oh, crap. (laughs) I did. I did. But, you know, the only reason why I went back to watch that is because the last time you made white rice, it was just so (laughs) awesome. Riveting. Entertaining. And then Michelle made some great buttermilk biscuits. And I did a little uh, Instagram live video of me plating the biscuit with some great eggs and melted cheese. I made a great egg and cheese biscuit with Michelle's fabulous uh, white lily made Buttermilk biscuits. You've really mastered. You want to open up a biscuit place, Michelle? I'm telling yes. you. Yes. Right, right. Yes, Michelle. What, so I can be your Michelle's biscuit bitch? Biscuits. <laughs> your b- biscuit bitch. And of course, you can call the MJ Morning Show hotline. <laughs> Leave us a voicemail message or send us a text. The MJ hotline is 813 467 6290. 813-467-6290, and your voicemail or your text might also make it here on the podcast. Hey, guys, we had quite a little issue here with the New York place, and if you saw my Twitter feed, that's why a lot of folks should be following me on Twitter because you might get a little preview on some stuff. I did do a little uh, five-part mini-blog on Twitter about this ridiculous situation with our rental brownstone in New York and something that happened that freaked me the hell out. Now, Fester Froggy, did you see this thing or no? I have to admit, I haven't checked your Twitter feed as loyally as I should. <laughs> Fester, yeah, what kind, of a, what kind of a friend are you? I know, the worst, the worst kind of friend. Uh, I saw it, and I want to tell you yeah. that that is ridiculous it that is. you had to go through that. All right, here's the deal, and Michelle is going to join us for a good portion of the podcast. So, Michelle, you jump in at any time here, because I know Michelle is livid as well. Uh, I'm going to start from what happened last Friday. So we're recording this on Monday night. It is June the 8th. This thing will drop brand new on Tuesday morning, June 9th. This was last Friday, 
and I'm in the last half hour of the Schnitt Show. And for those that don't know, uh, during the MJ Morning Show days since, uh, what, October 2001, I was doing the Schnitt Show alongside the MJ Morning Show. So MJ Morning Show, 6 to 10 in the morning. And then I'd come back and I would do the Schnitt Show from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, I'm still doing the Schnitt Show every single day, 3 to 6 Eastern Time. I'm in the final half hour of the show on Friday. It's 5.30 p.m., and I get a text from the broker who's handling the brownstone. Our lease is coming up, and, you know, we want to be cooperative with the landlord to be able to help them lease it to a new tenant. Because uh, we're we're not going to up our lease. We're uh, we're getting out of New York. The tour is over, and of course, we've been back and forth. That's our whole gig. We've been you know back and forth between Florida and New York, and and some Colorado here and there. So we're we're leaving New York. They're in the mode of trying to re-rent this brownstone, this three-floor brownstone, where uh, I'm doing my show daily because of COVID nineteen. I got kicked out of the CBS Broadcast Center where I did have a studio because uh, all kinds of COVID cases were running rampant through the CBS Broadcast Center on West Fifty Seventh Street. So I get this text on my phone on Friday, and it's from the real estate broker who had set up some showings at six p.m. on Friday, and we're trying to accommodate. Hopefully, you get this thing done, and they won't bug us, and we can live in peace for the rest of the summer until this lease thing is up. So I get a text from the broker on Friday that says, hey, uh, my colleague is going to be showing the place because I uh, might have had some COVID-19 exposure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you what was awful is he was in the house on Wednesday. All I got was that. There was no context. Yeah, Michelle. But he said he was waiting test results. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... No, no, you you missed like one of the most important elements. He's not going to show the house because he uh, believes he has he was potentially um, exposed to COVID, and he's awaiting test results. And as everybody should know by now, that you only get test you only get tested if you feel like you've had it because you either have symptoms or it's been several days since your exposure. You don't go like you know around somebody who has the COVID and then one hour later go get tested and assume that that's going to work. Exactly. So what's going through my head here is, oh my God, this guy was exposed to COVID. He might have been contagious. He was in our place on Wednesday showing it to two different couples at noon. I'm like, all this bad crap is rolling through my head. So clearly he's now symptomatic because he just got tested and he sends me this text. So I'm freaking out. Last half hour of my show, I'm totally preoccupied and I'm not paying attention. I'm like, oh my God. I mean, we've been so careful with this COVID-19 stuff. And then we got this real estate guy who might have been exposed and now he's been tested. So has my family been exposed? Has Julian, my son, has Michelle, have I been exposed? Finally, I call the guy before the 6 p.m. showing during one of my commercial breaks in the final half hour. And I'm like, what do you mean he got tested? And he said, yeah, Governor Cuomo told me to get tested. I'm like, what the hell? Now, keep in mind, this guy's like, what? What do you think? He's like 55, 56, maybe 60 years oh, easily, old? Easily, easily. So this is a, a grown dude. He's a broker, a real estate broker for rentals and, and sales. I guess he specializes in certain units on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. And I'm like, what do you mean Governor Cuomo told you to get tested? It's like he had a personal conversation with Cuomo. 
And that's when I got the rest of the story out of this Nimrod. He says, yeah, Governor Cuomo on TV said that if you've been to one of the George Floyd protests, you need to get tested. I'm like, this guy didn't have a personal conversation. He made it seem like he had a personal conversation with Governor Cuomo in New York. It turns out that he went to a George Floyd protest with his kids who are, I think, late teens and early 20s. I read him the riot act. Then I found out we weren't potentially exposed because he showed our place at noon on Wednesday. He went to this big, huge mass, thousands of people in the street packed wall-to-wall protest on Wednesday afternoon beginning at 4 p.m. So it was after. But he didn't tell me any of this in his text. All he told me is, I've been tested. Might have had COVID-19 exposure. So, of course, I'm thinking the worst that he might have been positive and spewing all kinds of of COVID spit, even though, you know, we're all wearing masks all over my place. So I'm freaking out. The question is, tell us if we're wrong. What the hell, if this guy is in the real estate business, why is he going? He's practicing uh, uh, allegedly safe business practices and everyone's wearing masks. And when he shows a place, no one's touching anything and, and everyone's. But he's going to rallies and protests with thousands of people. What the hell is wrong with this guy, Michelle? I can't imagine anything more irresponsible. I mean, it. you know, Governor Cuomo also said, don't go in big groups like yeah, that. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, practice social distancing <laughs> because he's shut down the entire state for a period of time now. And New York City especially has been shut down for, I, I can't even count the number of weeks now that we've been shelter in place. Yeah. And, you know, we're going out of our way to be accommodating and throw our masks on and be out of the place and have it clean. And he's just like flippantly running around, you know, participating in activities where we already know that the spike is going to happen. I mean, we've been told it's going to happen. We're preparing for it again. It's horrible. Look at Florida. Florida, in the last six or seven days, like a thousand cases a day, Florida has had a massive spike like last, what, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Every day has been like a thousand new cases in the state of Florida. And a lot of that is due to the opening up. Listen, I know what we observed in Florida when we were down over Memorial Weekend when we drove a truckload of stuff down there and did our little round trip. It was almost like, for many people, the COVID switch was off, Fester. A couple of months ago, going to the supermarket was like a mercenary mission. You you run in, get what you need, run out, get back to your car, get back home. All that's gone. People are everywhere. Uh, social distancing is a kind of an afterthought. You know, uh, it's it's it, it, the state of Florida has checked out. Hey, Froggy, the next time I see this real estate guy, should I throat punch him? Hey, listen, I was going to ask you how I wish you would have recorded that conversation like, how mad were you when you were talking to him? Because I know, did you go off on the guy, like, seriously, how you can go off? I mean, well, were you, you must have been pissed. Michelle heard knowing it. You. Michelle, can you recount the oh, phone call? Oh, my gosh. I was having to, like, scream at him from the other side, like, calm down, calm. I mean, he was rapid fire questions, like, you know, who told you to get the test? Who told you to get the test? And, and all <laughs> Governor of a sudden, I, Cuomo. I, right, I hear the guy go, Governor Cuomo. And... My, MJ's like my personal friend, right? MJ's like Governor, like it, you what know, the, it takes a few seconds for you to process it. What the and hell are like, you talking about? Right? And then you realize the guy's being very flippant about it, and and then we're trying to process. Okay, but 
you still have to be several days beyond your potential exposure. And so we're trying to calculate that. And he says to us, I could hear him say to MJ again, he's like, well, I've done a lot of research on this. And I'm like, apparently you haven't because one quick Google search will tell you that 24 hours is not enough for the viral particles to then allow you to test positive. You're going to get a false negative. Yeah. So if he was at the rally and he was packed wall to wall with people on Wednesday from 4 to 8 p.m., and let's say he was exposed, him getting tested on Thursday or Friday, he's not going to come back as positive. So I didn't even know why this imbitard was even going to get tested yet. Man, I'm sorry I had to go through that. When I was reading that, I was like, this is outrageous that this is happening because that would freak me out, especially if the guy was in my house with my kids and my dog and my wife, of course. <laughs> Did he happen to mention if it was a peaceful rally he went to? Or did he go looting also? I don't know if he went looting at the Gucci store or the Tommy Choo. Was it Jimmy Choo? Who was it? Jimmy, Jimmy Choo. It's not Tommy Choo. It's Jimmy Choo. I kind of self-corrected. I kind of self-corrected myself. Yeah, so I don't know if he, he smashed in any windows to, to steal crap on Fifth Avenue or, or down in Soho. I, I didn't ask him that yet. But the irresponsibility of... Trying to socially distance, but then he goes to a protest? What, what is wrong with you? Listen, the George Floyd situation was terrible. The officer should be absolutely held to the highest degree of the, the criminal justice system in the United States. Almost nine minutes on George Floyd's neck was absolutely intolerable, inexcusable, illegal. All those officers are entitled to a defense, and I clearly want to see what's on the four body cam videos. Hopefully all four were running, because that's going to tell a, a big part of the story. But what the heck was he doing amongst thousands and thousands of people? Absolutely asinine. So, and guess what? I have not heard from him again since this debacle on Friday. Nothing. And you'd think, oh, you didn't scream you're fired at him or nothing like that? I thought you, no, you should guy. be less no. accommodating to this guy. Uh, Froggy, it's, it's not my guy. I didn't hire him. He is the broker for the landlord, for the owner of the brownstone, my landlord. I'm just the tenant here. Listen, you call your slumlord and you tell him, <laughs> hey, hire a new agent. I'm not working with this schmuck on wheels anymore. Probably scared the hell out of him. Just ridiculous <laughs> beyond belief. Hey, Froggy, how did you guess my question on Twitter the other day? It's amazing. There were hundreds of people were guessing on this, and Froggy's the only one that guesses correctly. I was just blown away, amazed. I don't think we've ever had a conversation about this. For the hell of it, you know, sometimes I'll just take a picture, I'll ask a question on Twitter, and to be honest, those sometimes have the largest reactions. 15 or 20,000 people, because you can look at the Google Analytics on how many people saw the tweet. It was just a ridiculous number on a simple tweet. I took a picture inside a glass. So I shot down into the glass where there was some brown liquid, and it almost looked like it was, you know, Coke or Pepsi or something. And I tweeted out something to the effect, uh, you know, what am I drinking tonight? People are guessing all kinds of stuff bourbon, rum. Someone was guessing uh, RC Cola. Just a whole bunch of guesses. And then there's Froggy, and I recognize Froggy right away from his Twitter, and Froggy nails it. Froggy, what did you guess? It was a little a little glass, like a little shot of something that looked kind of like soda, and I put Jaeger. And it was. I, <laughs> I totally 100% right. I mean...
I mean, Froggy had it. He guessed Jägermeister, and it was. It blew me away that you had the... How did you guess that from just this brown liquid? In a, nobody came close. Listen, I don't know if you know this, but I do have quite a history with not only alcohol, but <laughs> Jägermeister. Specifically, what Jägermeister. In, what, what I saw in that glass looked like what I would drink. I would do my shot and then be like, oh, yeah. And then what you had in your glass would be left over at the bottom. And I'd be like, boom, shoot that too. Listen, I love Jaeger. What, what? I, I sort of threw it out there as a joke, really. Can't believe I got it. No, you were 100% right. I couldn't believe it. And, Michelle, what do I always keep in the freezer, chilled at like zero degrees Fahrenheit? And what do I have typically, what, maybe once a month I'll pour a, a shot? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Before you got to the once a month thing, I was going to say mint chocolate chip ice cream. But clearly <laughs> that's more frequently than once a month. <laughs> I have always loved Jägermeister. We've had Jaeger in the freezer for years. Bottom line is, is that drink is totally besmirched. That drink is trashed. Why do people trash Jägermeister when... Uh, I'll tell you why. Why? Because it tastes like cough syrup. <laughs> it doesn't... Well, no, okay. Here's a problem. It, it does taste like cough syrup. For a while, in the mid to late 90s, it became kind of just a kind of a low-rent party drink. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm that talking about. I, it's it kind of a college, yeah, well, a college party drink. So here's the thing with you, though, MJ, and I gotta mention this: you were you missed all those party drinking years. You're picking up drinking when you're in your 40s, or when, when did you start really getting and appreciating alcohol like you do? Well, it was Larry the Liquor Man. It was no, it was it was who the hell? What? It was mid to late 90s is when I I got an appreciation for wine. So uh, when we met Larry, the liquor man at Ruth's Chris, that's when, yeah, that was late night. It was mid to late night. It was like 1996, 97, 98. Yeah, somewhere in there. Late. Yeah, but you became a wine guy. Then you were telling me, oh, Fester, you got to swirl it around and smell the bouquet. And, and you told me, look for the legs on my wine. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And then I became a whiskey guy. So, yeah, I was a little bit of a late bloomer. And I, I'm not getting trashed and drunk like Froggy does. But, you know, a couple but, of times no. a week I will imbibe. Listen, not to say you're miles from the movie Sideways. I'm just saying that you miss those years, maybe those college years where people really – they drank as much Jaeger as they could. They, they, you know, what is it called? They reversed it back up. So, you know, so many times that they have a bad taste for Jaeger at, at somebody who's your age by now. I'm not going to go to Jaeger for an enjoyable drink. I'm going to go to a nice Jameson or a Bullet. Well, that's why I don't drink Jaeger a lot, but once a month or every month and a half, I enjoy a double what? of Jaeger because I do like the taste. I find the herbs and spices and the, I don't know, 58 or whatever it is, I find it nuanced and I enjoy the drink every once in a while. When you have a sore throat? What are you talking about? <laughs> it reminds me of absinthe. Have you had, have you had absinthe? No, I've never had absinthe. I know we've, we've talked about it. Oh, hey, before we get Chloe on, let's see how good your memory is, guys. This is insane. I remember years ago on the MJ Morning Show, I would probably put this about 2009, did you guys see what was finally found? The story just broke on Sunday. Did you see this? What was found? What, that's the hint. We talked about it on the show. What was found? Okay, I know the answer because I saw the headline of something important being found. I don't remember talking about this on the morning show. Oh, though. my God. We were talking about sending you guys out to dig for it. 
Oh, the... I thought you were talking about the Twinkie that's in the ceiling of the old studio. No, they found. No, that. no, 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 no. But... Out in Colorado, Froggy, they found like a legit treasure chest. No, it was, coins it was and everything. New Mexico, actually, Fester. Okay, I saw it on the Denver on the Denver Channel. Hey, Froggy, I only read headlines. Do you remember on the MJ Morning Show? That we talked about this guy that claimed that he buried a treasure chest with a million dollars in rare stones and treasure in the desert somewhere. And then he gave out clues. This was a huge story. He was on the Today Show. He was on Good Morning America. We talked about this incessantly. We had people calling the MJ Morning Show that were actually going to fly out and try to find the hidden treasure. Anyway, can you believe us? The treasure allegedly, after all, I forgot about this story until I saw the story on Sunday night. A New Mexico treasure hunter revealed that his chest of gold, jewels, and other valuables worth over a million dollars has been found. Ah, Ten years ago, Forrest Fence, so I was right, it's about 2009, uh, 2010. I ten, remember. Ten years ago, Forrest Fenn gained a cult following when he announced that he had hidden the chest somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. He inspired tens of thousands to set out in search of his treasure, but the prize eluded everyone until now. Fenn revealed to the Santa Fe New Mexican on Sunday that a man who wished to remain anonymous had discovered the chest a few days ago. The unnamed hunter sent Fenn a photo of the chest to confirm the discovery. Fenn originally designed the treasure hunt as a means of leaving behind a legacy. In 1989, he was diagnosed with a terminal form of cancer, but he managed to recover. He beat it. He claimed that he hoped to tempt people to venture into the wild and give them an old-fashioned adventure for riches. He listed the contents on the website, claiming the chest contained pre-Columbian animal figures, gold nuggets and coins, Chinese jade faces, emerald rings, and other exotic items. He hit, Here we go. He hid the treasure in 2010 and shared clues to its whereabouts on his website and in a poem that he published in his autobiography, The Thrill of the Chase. Fenn told the New Mexican that an estimated 350,000 people tried to find the treasure, some quitting their jobs to search for it, and a few even died. That's right. A few people died in the search. Now the website has shown an orange banner reading, Fenn's treasure was found in 2020, the chase is over. Yeah, I'm just reading the whole story now. I, I saw the headline last night that it was found somewhere, uh, I believe, in uh, New Mexico. It was under a canopy of stars in the lush forested vegetation of the Rocky Mountains and had not been moved from the spot where I hit it more than 10 years ago. Fenn is now 89 years old and said in a statement on his website, I do not know the person who found it, but the poem in my book led him to the precise spot. Fenn's website suggested a number of possible next steps for the hunter who discovered the treasure, including how to sell it or even hide it again. So the treasure has been, what a blast from the past. I mean, here we're doing the MJ Morning Show podcast, and we spent a lot of time on this. Now the treasure has been found as we're recording episode number 27. You know, in complete hindsight, guys, we probably would have been better off quitting our jobs in 2010 and go looking for the uh, treasure chest. <laughs> Didn't we think it was a scam? First. I'm sure we talked about it. That what is this guy promoting? He's got he's got to have some ulterior motive yeah. or so. I, but no, apparently real. That's what he's saying. So I, do we really know? I'd love for the individual to come forward, even if he does one of those interviews where he's all in a shadow and his voice is like, 
Yes, I found the treasure. You know, something like, <laughs> something like that. Hey, Froggy, do you know what an incel is? An incel? What is an incel? Mm, and that's a very, very small insect cell that is in their body. No. All right. Fester, what's an, I don't know what's an incel, incel, Fester? Is. It's, it sounds electronic. Fester, incel. What is it? It's a food. I, uh, you don't, I know, don't know, do you? I don't know. Michelle, what is an incel? Somebody who's decided not to have sex. You're close. What? No, it's, yeah, it's like some weird on, like on the internet's kind of thing. Well, that... you're you're close. Not exactly incel. Wait, is this one of your words that it's like something an imbecile? No, 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 no. <laughs> this, no, this is real. This is a real deal. I mean, I've heard it. I've heard it used, and I know that it means something. Come on, bad. we've talked about this, guys. An incel is an involuntary celibate. Okay. Who the hell would be like that? It's I an, typed in incel into Google while we we're talking, and all these like technology companies popped no. up. And then <laughs> no. I dropped intel. one of the L's, I-N-C-E-L, and yeah. it's involuntary celibacy. Yes. Oh, involuntary. Invo- yes. It's somebody that wants to have sex. It's somebody that wants to have a relationship, but nobody wants to have a relationship with them, so they're involuntarily celibate. So it's basically oh a wallflower. All my friends are like that. Yeah, it's like Lou. What do you say, Michelle? It's basically a wallflower. No, it's somebody that wants to have a relationship and wanting to have sex, but no one's interested, so they're not. They're involuntarily celibate. Yeah, the kid that's left sitting on the on along the wall at the the school dance, or you know, whatever. Yeah, no, no. This is this is a bunch of nerd Dungeons and Dragons forty five year old men. Right. Do you remember the kid out in California, the twenty two year old kid Elliot Rogers? That he killed a whole bunch of people. He killed six people. This was out near Santa Barbara. Do you remember that? And you got a lot of weird creepos that turn violent. You got to hear this. A sexually frustrated guy in Virginia blew off his hand trying to make homemade explosives. And he planned to use the explosives with a revenge attack on hot cheerleaders is what he described it as. I'm like, what the... The federal prosecutors are, you know, going to town on this guy. He's been charged. Cole Carini, 23 years old, went to a health clinic in Richlands, Virginia last Wednesday. He suffered from an amputated hand, amputated fingers on the other hand, and shrapnel wounds to the neck and throat, according to the Department of Justice. So he told investigators and folks at the hospital that he was involved in a devastating lawnmower accident. Well, they didn't believe him. They found that his whole place was overgrown. They found evidence of a recent explosion with explosive materials, rusty nails, pipes, and pieces of flesh that had blown off his body. They also found parts of a scorched letter that referenced tension as he now approached the stage of hot cheerleaders, according to Uh, court documents this is from the new york post i will not be afraid of the consequences no matter what i will be heroic i will make a statement like elliot rogers he allegedly wrote referring to the 22 year old who killed what six individuals and they look at him as some kind of a a hero in this incel movement how nuts do you have to be yeah oh yeah fester has a picture of the guy 
Oh, he blew up like all, all kind of parts of his face. Yeah, his face is all pockmarked. It looks like the surface of the moon. His face, because he blew all <laughs> kinds of chunks of skin out of his face, and he blew his hand off. He blew fingers off the other hand, and, and these are lying around his yard. And, and the police went to his place to investigate, because I guess the doctor said this doesn't look like at at the emergency room. This doesn't look like any uh, lawnmower accident to us. There's an index finger by the floor, Matt. What's going on here? So, first of all, he wasn't incel. a bad-looking guy. Now imagine the problems yeah. he's going to have with girls. You know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at the guy, and yeah, even his face all damaged up. And if you just do a quick little internet search, if you do a search for uh, a guy blew off hand with explosives trying to target Ooh. hot cheerleaders, you'll see the guy's mugshot. And his face, it, it literally, it looks like uh, Dick Cheney peppered him with a shotgun blast. His face is a, is a wreck. And, but if you look at the guy, it doesn't look like he was that bad looking. No. Uh, this guy. Sounds like a TLC show in, what is it? Incel? Incel. They Incel. should make that. I'd watch that. Carini was charged with making false statements to law enforcement officials. Online court records show he's being held in custody pending appointment of an attorney. He might have it already, but you got to do a Google search. Find this guy's mugshot and take a look at this guy. His face is an absolute wreck. Hey, let's get Chloe on the line. Fester, can you dial her in on the Skype here? Yeah, let me pull her up. And again, folks, we apologize for the quality, of course, with COVID-19. We are in separate locations, and we're on Skype versus uh, two good studio setups. So that's why Fester and Froggy's microphone does not quite sound as good as mine or Michelle. Michelle, by the way, you sound absolutely wonderful during this podcast. Well, thank you. Get Chloe on. Hello? Hey, Chloe. It's Dad, and Julian's even in here. And say hi to Mom. Hi, Mom. Hi, Chloe. Last week, we played some bad quality audio of a couple of celebrities that had recorded a special baccalaureate tribute for Chloe's graduating class at Marymount, New York City. And it really was an impressive list. We played, what, a little bit of Halsey and we played some Kenan Thompson because it's been a running joke that we can't get Kenan Thompson on the podcast, even though Kenan Thompson is like a next-door neighbor to Froggy in Tampa because Kenan Thompson has a town and country house, and it's literally right across the canal from Froggy. I'm just trying to get Kenan Thompson on the podcast. And then Kenan Thompson shows up in a special custom video congratulating my daughter's graduating class. They had Halsey. They had Kenan Thompson. They had Rachel Brosnahan. That's the marvelous uh, Mrs. Maisel. John Hamm from Mad Men, one of my favorite shows of all time. Amy Schumer. And Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. You're not supposed to call him The Rock anymore, are you, Fester? No, he is Dwayne Johnson, no longer answering to The Rock. Hey, Chloe, how did they get the celebrities? Did you ever find out who coordinated all this? I mean, really, I feel like there might have been some connections within the school. I know there's this website, though, called Cameo, and that's where you actually can pay actors and famous people Ah. to get videos. But, okay, but these celebrities were suspiciously good, and we think that they aren't even on the website so i feel like they somehow got them some secret way yeah that's right because uh, i'm aware of cameo and in fact michelle and i were just talking about cameo the other day you've got some like real d-listers you got some real putzes yeah. on cameo but you also have some seriously good like wh- what were some of the big names that you saw on cameo um 
Um, well, there were some SNL people on there. The yeah. Melissa. Uh, Via Senor. Yep. Yeah. And then there was Dr. Drew was on right. there. Um, I'm trying to think of who else was. On. It was surprising because their their rates were like uh, all Mo- over the uh, road. Motley Crue wasn't. Um, oh yeah, well, uh, was it uh, Tom, uh, Was it Tommy Lee? Tommy Lee yeah, was on it. Tommy yes. Lee is on there for like he was like what six hundred dollars to I get don't a message. Know, it was crazy. So for those that don't know, cameo is where you can pay a celebrity to what deliver some kind of a what ten second, fifteen, twenty, whatever it is, thirty second message, and you pay them, right. and they'll record a custom little uh, shout out to you. Right. I tell you right now, for seventy five bucks, you could get some real pieces of crap, though. I mean, what? you know, let's have some real, real low level uh, <laughs> schmucks doing this. Can you stuff. hear? Do you guys know who the highest? I think the highest rated celebrity is. I don't know who is it. I think Snoop Dogg is six thousand dollars for a oh shout my out. Gosh. Six thousand dollars to get a Snoop Dogg shout out. But Dude. I'm pretty sure Keenan Thompson isn't on there. You know what I think it is? Do you? Get, oh, by I the way, think- do you get a blunt with that? <laughs> awesome. Snoop Dogg is but somebody you know I would pay that much for. He's that cool. MJ, think back to the morning show days. You remember you used to get interviews from celebrities and the interviewee part would be cut out and it would just be the answers from the celebrity. Yeah. So you would be like, It's MJ from the MJ Morning Show. We have John Travolta on the studio. Hey John. Hey, thanks for having me. You know what I'm saying? It's every it's like plug and play. Yeah, they so gave canned like answers. They used to give canned answers, and the the, the, the jock had to ask the question. But wait, we didn't do those. We only did. Right. We, well, no, no. Yeah. We made fun of them. Yeah, we made fun of those. We, we only did. Them. Yeah, we would never do those fake interviews where the celebrity recorded like one set of answers, and then all the different station jocks around the country would ask their own questions. We never did that crap. Oh, I refused no, to do that. We only had live people on the phone. No, we would get sent the interviews, and that's what this reminds me of. This reminds me of maybe they cut these for every graduating. Like, hey, it's Keenan Thompson. Congratulations to Bayside High. All right, next. What's the next high school? All right, come on, let's get this done. Hey, Froggy, how do you know I went to Bayside for half a semester? I was just referring to Saved by the Bell. No, I I actually... I knew what Froggy was doing. I actually went to Bayside High School in Virginia Beach for actually one semester, my 10th grade year, I went to Bayside for the first semester, and then we moved, and then I went to Frank W. Cox High School for the rest of my uh, years right. and graduation. That that Man, explains you... why you were such a Saved by the Bell fan, <laughs> oh, I guess. You uh, look like a real-life screech. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me play the audio here. This is the actual audio. This is the direct link of all the celebrities wishing Chloe's graduating class congratulations, and it starts with Halsey. Class of 2020, it's Halsey. I know this isn't how you guys imagined your graduation going, but there's still so much to celebrate and to be proud of. I think sometimes life throws us curveballs and we just kind of have to roll with the punches and cross our fingers that they're going to turn out to be a better experience than we could have ever imagined. You have so much ahead of you and it's going to be a long and fun ride. I promise. Just hang in there. I'm sending you my love. I am so, so proud of you. Now go celebrate because you deserve it. Congratulations, guys. All right, here comes the next one. It's Keenan Thompson from Tampa, believe it or not. My daughter's school in New York. Hello. My name is Old Man Keenan Thompson. <laughs> I just wanted to say congratulations to the Marymount seniors. I know this is a hard, difficult, and weird time to be graduating like this, but you can do it. You can stay focused and, and you can stay strong. So I wish you all the best in your future endeavors. 
and just know that we love you and we're all very proud of you. All right, later. And here's the next one. This is Mrs. Maisel. Congratulations, Marymount Seniors. You did it. You graduated. You have worked so hard to get to this point, and I cannot wait to see what you do with this next chapter. Socially distant high five. All right, so it says, guess who's mad about Marymount? Marymount Seniors. Happy graduation from quarantine. From quarantine. John Hamm. All right. He was hamming it up. A note from our favorite train wreck now, it says. She's going to be loud. Congrats to the seniors of Marymount Class of 2020. You did it, and I'm so proud of you. Have a great life. Here's Amy Schumer, and before you go, one last message. All right, this is a very quick congratulations to the Marymount Class of 2020. You ladies are exceptional. I know this is not the way you wanted to graduate. However, I got to tell you that I support you. I am proud of you. You still will have the opportunity to get out there in the world, change the world for a better place because we need it. With that, congratulations. Go be great. You know, he's holding the phone himself. That was Dwayne Johnson, who I've always liked Dwayne Johnson. I think Dwayne Johnson is great. And in fact, we've read what, Michelle, so many things about his Q score. That guy tests through the roof. It's like everybody likes Dwayne Johnson. Everybody loves him. I know. So that was nice. You could tell he's holding the cell phone himself. He's holding his arm out and he's recording that. So that was pretty cool. Chloe, you're saying that those celebrities were not available on Cameo. So you don't think the school just paid for their messages on Cameo? I mean, I didn't go through individually and check each one on Cameo, but all of my friends even said these actors and singers, they are pretty high up there. Like who, you know what I mean? The yeah. Rock is not going to be on Cameo. Yeah, right. I, I didn't think right. so. Uh, listen, bottom line is, is uh, Chloe's uh, school in New York where she graduated. I mean, it's a, a pretty plugged in school. Who's the the comedian? No, don't oh, we say shouldn't anything. mention that. Okay, no, no. all right. I'm sorry. A big famous comedian's daughter goes to the school, and in fact, for the fundraiser, this is crazy. For the fundraiser, not uh, it was like what two years ago? It, what, right. Two years ago for the school fundraiser, this particular comedian he comes out and he does a couple of jokes and he says, "Hey, I, I got a friend to show up and and do some jokes as well." And Jerry Seinfeld walks out. And it just delivers a private set. Yeah. What? Yeah. I know yeah. who it is. Yeah. Who is it, Frog? Just mouth it in the camera. Let me see. Louis Anderson. No, no, no. It's, 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 no Louis Anderson. No. Yeah, I don't think he has any kids. Uh, yeah. Although, when, as I heard Froggy go, Louis, I thought he was going to say Louis C.K. Oh, no. Don't worry about him. <laughs> Chloe, unbelievable. I can't believe that you are 18 years old, a high school graduate, you're on the way to college. This, What's the story? Is, is she supposed to report uh, in August now? What do we hear? She's reporting August 1st or 2nd. All right, so it looks uh, like they're going to be opening up, and, and Chloe's going to be playing Division One soccer, uh, NCAA Division One women's soccer, recruited by a major Northeastern uh, University. And Chloe, any, any thoughts on your upcoming college well, uh, career wait, a, a mi- yes I, I think you could probably say it because if if they everybody knows your name so if they google her it's well, going to come up well, well, well listen i, I don't want to make it easy anyway oh. chloe any thoughts are, are you nervous about starting college not only starting college but as a college athlete you know i'm just stoked and i'm i'm super excited for the next four years um to be able to be a student athlete i think it's a huge deal 
and I'm really privileged for this opportunity. So excited. So where are you going to go to school? What's the school? Can I say it? Yeah, I, get, I, how excited she I is. guess so. Go ahead and say it. Okay. Um, I'll be playing soccer for the University of New Hampshire. Wow. Ooh, congratulations. So she's That's going to be a UNH Wildcat and uh, looking forward to going to uh, a bunch of your games, Chloe. Hopefully things get back to normal. All right, Chloe, she's doing the, the Wildcat. Is that the Wildcat hand Chloe. signals? Oh, yeah. I want you to know you're not the only student athlete here. When I played high school football, <laughs> I was recruited by North Iowa Area Community College. <laughs> and uh, I didn't go. I, I turned down their offer of oh. like a... Uh, Free books. That was it. They didn't even pay for tuition. That was so their terrible. Loss. That is their loss. Yeah, uh, I was a terrible football player. Yeah. 50% I was off the meal that. plan. That was the offer, I think. <laughs> yeah. MJ, you're not an athlete. How did you How did you produce an athlete like this? Dude. I mean, you're like the farthest thing from an athlete. No, I'm a runner. Oh. Uh, listen, you remember how fast I ran in the parking lot? You beat you oh, yeah. tard. You yep. kicked <laughs> you tard. Yes. Listen, Froggy. I have a story to tell you. We have a very good friend who is a super fit triathlete. And about seven years ago, he was like, you know, kind of ribbon taught up good about like not or MJ about being, uh, you know, not being as athletic or whatever. And you, MJ said, let's go outside. Let's go, buddy. And you guys went out front and yeah. one of the kids was did the like flagging and you Busted. I mean, you just like took off like a rocket. He couldn't even, he, he ran a little bit and he just had to stop and started laughing because there was no way he was going to catch you. And guess what? Where did that occur? Where exactly did that occur? Because it has some relevance right now today. Uh, Davis Islands? Yes. Where on Davis Islands was it? In, I know. In front of, on a certain street in front of a certain celebrity's it, it, house. It, right was, it was, well, because our good friend lives right across the street from. Derek Jeter's St. Jetersburg, and of course Tom Brady is now renting the place. Literally, the race in the street was right in front of Derek Jeter's place on Davis Islands. Wow, you're like a dachshund. You got those yeah. little legs, and they move quick as hell, man. <laughs> Fester, what's this little game that you're playing on the phone, and your wife does not think this is a really smart idea? I'm trying to think of how this could come back and potentially bite you in the ass. I don't know how it can really bite me in the ass uh, other than the karma aspect of it. All right, well, go ahead. Tell but, the story. All right. So after my surprisingly mediocre Oh, should we say career, goodbye to Chloe? Uh, oh, Chlo you Chloe. Can, she can hang out. Hey, Cl Chloe, do you want to hang out? Yeah, I want to hang out. All right, so Chloe's going to hang out for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> and Julian's over. Julian, well, let's make this a family affair. Just You got to get right on the mic and say hello. This is Julian, who will be 16 on July 4th. Uh, hello. Loser. <laughs> What's up, Julian? Uh, not much. What's going on with you? You you have got the good hair in the family, baby. I'll tell you right now. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Chloe's got pretty good hair as well. Hey, Michelle's got great hair. I'm the one with the big, uh, you know, poofy stuff going on over here. Fester, back to your phone call. Go ahead. So, anyway, after my mediocre career in radio, I now have a mediocre career as an RV salesman. So, I get a lot of phone calls. I get customers. I get past customers. So, my phone rings. I try to make a point to answer it because it could be it could be money, quite frankly. I have lately in the last year or so have been getting just a ton of solicitation calls, everything from uh, home warranties or extending service contracts on my car, just phishing calls. I mean, police benevolence associations, all these crazy calls. And I used to just hang up on them. 
and then block the number. But now, well, a couple months ago I started and I'd, I'd answer the phone and they'd say, they'd look for Dominic. They'd look for me. And I would, I would say, Oh no, this is his brother. But, uh, Dominic's in jail. <laughs> right. And, oh, so, yeah. He, he just got pinched, man. He's going to serve five years up in state, man. You know, you, you might want to lose it. And they, they would have a conversation with me and I would tell them how I was in jail. And I got tired of that. So about like three weeks ago, to the solicitors, and there's live people on the other end of the line. Yeah, yeah. I answer the phone, hello, and they'd be like, "Uh, yes, is Dominic there?" And I'd be like, "And if I could tell, it's one of these telemarketers." I go, "Oh, are you a friend of his?" And they'll be like, "Um, no, I'm calling from Equifax Credit Check Group or whatever they're calling from." Then I'd be like, "Oh, oh, well, Dominic died last week." <laughs> And, what? and the person on the other end every time is like, oh, shit. Oh, hey, hey, Dom, hey, Dom, 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 Fester. Of course, you know, Fester's real name is Dominic Siciliano. But Fester, Siri, all kidding aside, if Equifax calls and you tell them that Dominic Siciliano, you are dead, that could totally F up your credit. They could shut you down and you could be listed as dead in the in the credit histories. I don't know if that works like that, but anybody who calls credit karma. I had a- <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I'm in the car, right? And I answer the phone and my wife is, you know, doing something on her side. Nobody's really paying attention to anything. I'm driving and I start doing this. I'm like, oh, are you a friend of his? Oh, he died last week. Oh, yeah, you might want to take him off your list. Okay, thanks. Bye. Click. Right? And my wife's like, what was that? And I'm like, oh, it was some solicitor. I just told him I was dead. And she's <laughs> like, you can't do that. That's the worst thing you can do to karma. You're, you're going to you, you, die. I mean, this is karma. You're telling all these people you're dead when you're not dead, then you're going to be dead. Well, especially during COVID times, that's not not much yeah, of a thing to be laughing. Oh my at. God, Froggy! I never thought of that. I could have told them that I died of COVID. Fessy, you've got like <laughs> ten of the comorbidities. I mean, you're the last person that needs to get COVID nineteen. I'm overweight. I'm pre-diabetic. All this stuff is is COVID COVID stuff. Hey, Froggy, are you still having the poop dreams? And <laughs> oh, yes, I am. Wait, Oh, I see that entertained Chloe over there. Uh, hey, Froggy, why don't you explain? Because we had a conversation about this like three episodes ago, but we never talked about it on the podcast. So it's kind of been on the list to ask Froggy if he's still having these poop dreams. Froggy, would you like to explain exactly what's going on? Well, this has been happening for like three or four months now, and I'm. this is so real. It's like... I don't know, four or five times a week, almost, I mean, it's almost every night I have a, I have a dream where I poop my pants. Like I crap myself literally in the dream. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm in a, you know, sometimes I'm in church. I don't even go to church. One time I was in church <laughs> right. and, and I pooped myself. So wait a minute, and you I don't go out, to church. I, huh? You don't go to church and you pooped yourself in church in a dream, even though you don't go. Yes. Dude, I'm thinking that has some crazy serious meaning. Have you looked up online like one of those dream interpretation sites on what it means when you crap yourself in a dream? That's the thing. Is it it means something. Well, what does it mean? And I don't know 
what the hell the meaning means because I'm too stupid to understand it. Well, tell me what it says. Wait, I got to look it up. Quick question. Was it a Catholic service that you were dreaming that you pooped in? It's a, see, I, these details are not in the dreams. One time I was on a cruise ship at a show and I pooped myself. One so time you, well, that's event. easily explained. That's that's neurovirus from the salad bar. So you took a ship on the ship. Wait, hold on. That's not right. All right, so here we go. Yeah, we, we know what you mean, Fester. That's Here's good. the definition. Yeah. When one dreams of pooping one's self. Wait, it doesn't this, say that. I'm sure it says when one dreams of what, defecating, or it doesn't say when one dreams of pooping oneself. What does it say? Actually, it does say that. What the hell site are you on? When one dreams- a little thing called Google. All right, go ahead. All right, let me read another one. All right. To dream of having a poop mishap, you may find yourself <laughs> in a situation that is either disgusting or filthy or hiding a disgusting or filthy secret. Oh, that's what, oh, that's the deep meaning. You Dreaming are- of poop is a common dream, meaning possibly hiding a secret, especially pooping in public situations. Yeah. Dude, what is the secret that you're hiding? That I can't stop having poop dreams? I don't Yeah. I mean, clearly you're hiding that's what the meaning is. You're having these dreams because you're hiding some deep dark poop colored secret. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's like a freaky it won't go away. And it's weird and it's different. And sometimes I'm always in this one hotel. Where I have a poop mishap. Wait a second, what it's hotel are you weird. in? I think it's a La Quinta. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that song you used to play? We used to have a la 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 la. We used to have that La Quinta song. I'm sure that's on the hard drive, but I've got uh, 82 billion cuts on the hard drive, unlabeled. But do you- do you have an email or something? Maybe somebody who knows like a real, because this is just yeah. the internet. Well, anybody you, knows dude, a, a what, real what, interpretation. What, what do you mean? Do we have an email? I, I, I promote the email on the podcast every single week now. Yeah. If you can help interpret Froggy's dream on why he keeps dreaming about pooping himself. Now, do you poop inside your pants? Are you naked and you poop on the floor? Where are you pooping? It's always inside my pants and I'm always trying to clean it without anybody noticing. Right, because he's hiding, hiding a secret. Right yeah, that's right. Secret. You're hiding secrets. All right, if anyone wants to weigh in, go ahead and email us, mj at mjmorningshow.com. That's mj at mjmorningshow.com. And please help interpret Froggy's <laughs> crapping himself dreams here. So mj at mjmorningshow.com. Or, you know what be even better, is call the hotline. Call our MJ Morning Show hotline and leave a voicemail message with your thoughts, with your interpretation, and we'll use some of these on the next episode. So call 813-467-6290-813-467-6290-813-467-6290 and leave a voicemail on what you think Froggy is uh, dreaming about and what the deep dark meaning is here and so where is kim in all of this like is she in the dream are you by yourself or are you hiding something from kim does your wife kim show up with like baby wipes oh (laughs) no she never shows up with diapers or baby wipes or nothing she's never a part of the dream so i don't know if I, i mean you guys know i mean you guys know everything about me there's nothing to hide I just, yeah. I, it's weird. It's very weird. And I'm quite frankly, I'm tired of having the poop dreams because they always wake me up and I have trouble going back to sleep. 
it's it's just an issue. It's a very it's a poop issue. All right, maybe uh, one of our listeners will be able to help us out and interpret this thing. All right, a couple of other stories before I get out of here. Close to home, of course, the Tampa Bay area was putting a huge spotlight with that Netflix sensation, the Netflix hit, of course, the Tiger King with Joe Exotic and and Carol Baskin is that's not her name. It's that bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> I'm sorry. So <laughs> that bitch Carol Baskin. Hey, Thank Chloe, you, Chloe. Chloe, what do you say? <laughs> Chloe Stop, from hey, hey, guess what? You know what I saw when we were uh, in Tampa over Memorial Day weekend and we drove a truckload of stuff from New York back to uh, my Tampa place. I saw the Duncan Duo real estate team. Have you seen their Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin billboards? Have you seen those? No, I missed it. Yeah, there's one. Oh, on, those two are a hoot. Yeah, there's one on Southdale. I thought it was actually really clever. Let me see if I can find it because I did take a picture of. It. I meant to tweet it out, but I forgot. So hang on a minute. This is on Southdale Mabry. It's kind of near the McDonald's, uh, near like what Euclid or El Prado on Dale Mabry. Here it is. I took a picture of it. Home selling kings, Duncan duo. And it's, uh, I guess, the, the husband is, like, dressed up with, like, Joe Exotic hair photoshopped and the mustache photoshopped on him. And then then the wife is dressed up like Carol Baskin. They do creative billboards a lot, though, don't yeah, they? Isn't, I, isn't that what they're known for? I, I don't know. I haven't seen any of the other boards, but uh, I thought this was pretty creative. So, I, uh, you know, a, a shout-out to the Duncan duo. I would think it's creative, except that, um, you know, she killed her husband. Oh, I mean, right. allegedly. I'm sorry. Allegedly. Oh, yeah. Allegedly. allegedly she told so, you know, I don't know that I'd be so, so like, hey, honey, let's go dress up like, uh, you know, Carol Baskin. So wait a minute. Are, are you suggesting <laughs> that the female Duncan from the Duncan duo is going to dispose of the male? I don't even know their first names, but are, are you are you suggesting that, <laughs> that, I don't know. that the male Duncan guy ought to... Well, be- would, wouldn't you be worried if I dressed up like Carol Baskin? I don't care how they dress. I know they can sell a house and sell it quickly. All, all I'm telling you right now is that I think that Carol Baskin's first husband, I don't think that he was fed to tigers. I think he's buried on that big preserve off of uh, the Veterans Expressway up there. Right? right? I mean, li- literally right down the road from Citrus Park Mall. There's news on it this week, MJ. Sheriff Chronister yeah. came out and said that the, the will was what, what, forged. I, I saw that. I saw uh, Sheriff Tra- uh, Chad Chronister, the sheriff of uh, Hillsborough County uh, Sheriff's Office, uh, said that the will, they've decided the will was actually forged. She traced his name. She yeah. traced his signature. I mean, that's the <laughs> allegation. We don't know for sure, but certainly this Netflix documentary that she participated in did not know that it was going to be presented in this fashion. This has opened up a whole can of worms, and I'm wondering if they're ever going to find her husband. But I think he was buried on that preserve. I mean, literally right down the street from, what do they call that now? Westfield Citrus Park? Is that the name yes, of it? Yeah, Citrus Park Mall and the Westfield Mall what, up yeah, there in that yeah, whole yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Citrus Park area. Yep. Now, if, if, if President Trump loses the election, his last day in office is January 19th, 2021. Does he pardon Joe Exotic? Well, actually, his <laughs> last day in office would be just before 12 noon on 12 January noon. 20th, actually. So, yeah. last day, walking out the door. Hey, Melania, hold on. I have one more thing to do. <laughs> Does he pardon Joe Exotic? I don't know. I, I know that they were making a big deal about that. Anyway, the story I want to bring up here is Joe Exotic 
says that he'll be dead in two to three months in prison. Let me read the story here. The Tiger King star, who's serving a 22-year sentence for the bonkers murder-for-hire plot of zoo nemesis Carol Baskin, begged President Trump to grant him a miracle by springing him from prison. My soul is dead. The former flamboyant Oklahoma zookeeper wrote in a three-page letter that was obtained by TMZ. I struggle every day to hold on to what little hope I can find. Exotic is 57. His real name is Joseph Maldonado Passage. Said he suffered from common variable immune deficiency and anemia and hasn't received his required blood transfusion since January. He says, I'm losing weight, which he misspelled. Sores won't heal. I'll be dead in two to three months, he wrote. It's like I've been sent to death row. The 57-year-old jailbird complains that people have been profiting off of him, including his much younger husband, Dylan Passage, following the release of Tiger King, the uh, Netflix docuseries. It's like George Floyd. His message got lost on the riots. My message got abandoned, uh, misspelled, for money and fame. (laughs) He urged people to stop sending him photos of Passage, his 22-year-old hubby, partying with friends, indicating that the two haven't spoken in a long time. It's not cool, not funny, and is not healthy for me. If he has moved on, he should tell me, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he wants a pardon. He says that his health is terrible. I would have thought a middle-aged gay man would have been just happy in jail. Here's I'm a just, question. How's the mullet? I want to see that thing. <laughs> the is jail mullet? like bleached? I don't know. I know there have been some interviews, but I, I don't think I've seen any of the interviews. I, I enjoyed the hell out of the Netflix series. I think my favorite part of Joe Exotic and that Tiger King was when the female assistant zookeeper got mauled and her arm was ripped off. And all he could think about is he runs into the gift shop and there are some ladies in the gift shop. And all he can think about is, ladies, I want to tell you right now because you're going to hear about it on the news later on. Uh, one of my employees just had their arms ripped off, and well, you can get a rain check or a refund, your choice. And then later on, he's like, "Oh my God, this is going to ruin me financially." He didn't care about the lady's arm was ripped off by one of the tigers. He was worried about his finances and letting the and letting. And, the, wow. Yeah. What, what? And he made sure to put on his EMS jacket. That's right. He had a paramedic jacket. <laughs> yeah. Say what you will. That chick is tough. Did we ever find out? Oh, you're right. Did we ever find out? Is he actually a trained EMS? We did not find out, but I'm, my guess is no. I'm going to get an yeah. EMS jacket. I guess I could I probably go online and buy one at like some kind of a supply store. I could find you one right now on <laughs> yeah. eBay. And, yeah, I'm just going to walk around in an EMS jacket. Anyway, that story continues to be absolutely bonkers. Guys, anything else before we get out of here? Oh, my God. What? Oh, sh- I wasn't recording. Son of a... Dude, are you kidding me? Oh, are you f- Jesus Christ. What are we doing? Hey, what are we doing? Hey, fr- Froggy? Froggy. What? I- I'm kidding. We-, we were recording. I was I was just joking. He said he was recording. He said, MJ, tell her you were messing around because now I'm going to get in trouble. That's he, Kim. He messed up recording. Shut up. Show. That's, that's Kim. God, I'm trying to put the kids to bed. That's, that's Kim, Froggy's wife. Just, are you serious? Hey, tell Kim to come to the microphone real quick. 
I was joking around. No. What to? What? Hey, hey Kim, I <laughs> we're about to end the podcast this week, and I I made a joke, and I said, "Oh my God, I wasn't recording, guys." And then Froggy just lost it. Uh, yeah, I heard him scream the F word while I was reading Curious George to my kids. It was awesome. <laughs> now they're curious <laughs> to what like, the F sweet, word is. Sweet dream, my little loves. We're just wasting time, right. and I get, you know, whatever, and I get in trouble. Hey, Kim, which, now you got me all stutter, stutter stepping around my wife. Hey, Kim, which Curious George book was it? I, I love Curious George. Curious George goes to a baseball game was the book for tonight. It was a Luke pick. Um, because Luke has to go to bed first, and then Max will go to bed. Hey, let me ask you a question. Um, hey, so Kim, Kim. I'm about to be two children down with one more to go. Gotcha. Meaning Froggy. I love Curious George. Did they get all politically correct? Is the book still available, or did they change it where Curious George got all high on ether? Um, I don't remember that particular story and any of the books that we have, um, but I, I, I'll look. I think they changed it. I think because of today you can't do that. There was a Curious George book. And I think I still have it because I have a whole box for my, my old uh, kids' books. There was a Curious George book where he went to the hospital, like he broke his arm, and the man with the yellow hat took him to the hospital, and he got all, remember that, Michelle? He got all, like, stoned on ether. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is riveting. I'm going to go put my kids to bed. I mean, that was a fun trip right. down memory lane with you. Okay, thanks, Kimmy. Um, this is fault. All right, I apologize. No, Kim, Kim, Kim. Just do me a favor. Are we allowed to curse on the podcast? Yeah. Or keeps it clean? Yeah, a we, little bit. Everybody little shuts up. We can so curse. I can put my kids to bed. All right, listen, hold on. I thought MJ was joking around. There really is Curious George, and he huffed ether. I'm, I'm <laughs> Bye. Uh, good night, Kim. Uh, Froggy. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Froggy, we... We were recording. I was just joking with you. I was pulling your leg. Everything's going to be okay. Guys, let's wrap it up here. I, I think I got Frog into a little bit of trouble. Don't do that, man. That's not even funny. Uh, right, I'm sorry. Anyway, it was yeah. a little funny. remember, mjmorningshow.com, all of the prior episodes. Spread the word. Tell everyone about the podcast. All of the prior episodes from episode number one of the comeback of the MJ Morning Show from October of 2019 and now all the way through episode 27. All of the episodes are available on MJMorningShow.com. We're on all the major platforms. Oh, they added uh, Spotify this week. Uh, Spotify changed their contract so they don't uh, you know, own everything we do for life. So the MJ Morning Show podcast is now officially on Spotify as of wow. last week, I believe. Uh, all the details, all the major platforms that we're on, and we're on just about everything, mjmorningshow.com. So listen, download, subscribe, but please spread the word. Tell everyone you know that the MJ Morning Show is back at mjmorningshow.com. Don't forget my Twitter feed. You can send me messages. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Todd Schnitt. That's at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T. And on Instagram, give me a follow at certified. Todd Schnitt. Guys, anything else before we go? Hey, Dad, can I do a shout-out? Yeah, hurry up. Quick shout-out. We're running long here. All right. This one goes out to my friend Luke. He just started his summer job as a doorman, and he's making bank. So go, Luke. All right. We're done, folks. We'll see you for the next podcast. Have a great week. What? <laughs> Chloe, if you bring home a doorman, MJ's going to kick his ass. Don't you bring home no doorman. Don't like you bring that. home... Don't you bring home a guy who works at a valet service? He's going to Cornell next year. He just wanted money, so he's working at a really nice apartment building in the city as a doorman. Okay, I guess I'll leave all this in. Folks, have, have, 
Have a great week. We'll see you for the next podcast. The MJ Morning Show. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. <laughs>